0: This is Michelle Dorsberg of Real Chicks Rock. And this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dosbert, and I am super excited for a number of reasons and I'm going to explain them why uh, to you shortly. But, um, just a great day here in Atlanta. A little chilly here today, but, um, just so much is going on. So let me just start with, first and foremost, um, I'm a little raspy. Because today is Sunday and typically if I'm raspy on Sunday, it means I got my life on Saturday night. So, um, that would explain the raspiness in my voice. I had the opportunity to host a tambour party last night while, uh, the curator and founder of tambour party, Stan Zeff, was out of the country. He allowed me to host his party in his absent, in his absence, and we had a wonderful time last night. So shouts out to everyone that came out. Thank you to all the DJs, DJ Deb, DJ Royce, and DJ Burt. We had a wonderful time. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. Um, so much is going on with Real Chicks Rock. I, I think some of you might be wondering or may or may not have ever seen the shirt before. So let me give you a, a little bit about it. It is, if you can see it. Let me go this way. Yeah. It's Real Chicks Rock Chucks. It was actually my first shirt that I did before I did Real Chicks Rock. Um, the whole brand was birthed really around this. Long stories about it. But, um, this month, October, we tend to celebrate a lot of different things. Um, breast cancer awareness, domestic violence, and there's a host of other things that we are just, um, raising the awareness about and I'm fortunate um and blessed to be able to say that October represents the anniversary of Real Chicks Rock. So this month and this year, it makes it six years in its existence. So I'm extremely excited about it. I thought about it like the other day. I was like, my anniversary, the brand's anniversary this month. And I was like, wow. So we're going to do some, some special things about it or for it. Um, in the next couple of weeks, just, it's just a lot going on in October. I don't want to cram anything else, but I thought today I would just wear the old school joint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just, just to commemorate the anniversary of the brand. So thank you to everyone that has, um, bought a t-shirt, supported the brand, watching the show, Came out to events, made donations, just gave me pats on the back, words of affirmation, just gave me your support, your love, your time, your energy, everything that you've done. I just want to say thank you so much for all that. Um, We're in the process of planning things for 2019. Really, planning season is almost over, really. You should really have mapped out what you're going to do for 2019 at this point of the year. Um, uh, you really shouldn't wait till the end of the year to try to do anything for your businesses, um, in December. It's really, it's, it's cutting it close, in my opinion. So, um, our planning is almost wrapping up. And so we've got a, quite a few things already on the, Horizon for the brand. Um, we have been very successful and been getting some good response in regards to the grant writing workshops that we've held. We've held two this year in October eighteen uh, in twenty eighteen. So we're going to carry that program on into the new year. So we're going to do that in the first quarter as well as the second annual awards uh, luncheon. Um, v- excellent response when we did it last year. I want to continue to recognize women and entities and people that are doing phenomenal things in the community, um, especially here in Atlanta. So that luncheon will be geared and focused around that. And so that'll be in April of next year. So the calendar is starting to build up. What well, we also have coming around the corner because it's, starting to become that time of the year with the holidays and things coming on uh, in December, December 14th, which is a Friday, we're going to have a holiday gala, if you will. It'll be a toy drive and Christmas dinner and proceeds from that will be given to about 25 kids. We're going to sponsor and uh, focus on them for the holidays and make sure that um, the holidays is going to be bright for, for them this year. So, It is up and active on Eventbrite. Please, please take a moment to check it out. Um, feel free, feel free to register and we'd love to see you there. It's going to be at the Philip Rush Center, which is 1530 to Cab Avenue. And again, that's on uh, December 14th and it starts about five o'clock from five to eight. So we look forward to having you guys there. So a lot of things going on. Um, I'm excited about the t-shirts, we're going to resurrect that. And I guess to commemorate the six years of our existence, I think it's a really good time to just kind of revamp some things. So we're going to come out with some different images and, and stuff like that. And when we're ready to do that, you guys will be the first to know about it. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm, I'm in the studio by myself. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I have to do that, but today is kind of special because I had the opportunity of talking to uh, my guest a couple of weeks ago when she was here in Atlanta. And I just found that it was just very, um, be fitting to talk to her because one, we're both from the same neighborhood. We know some of the same people. So I felt like our worlds were like coming together. Um, everybody that knows me knows that I love house, but if you are born and raised in the Bronx, there is some kind of affiliation or love that you're going to have for hip hop. And that's me. And so, um, my birthplace in the Bronx was the birthplace of hip hop, really, realistically. Um, a lot of people that were about hip hop back then, kind of had to play or come through my neighborhood to do that Now that was Bronx River Project so shouts out to Bronx River. So um, this young lady and myself we know the same people and I just found it to be an honor to have the opportunity to sit down and talk to her and get her side of the story and her side and her viewpoint of her career and her challenges and her ups and her downs and the fact that she's still here makes her even more legendary. Um, you guys know that I like talking to legendary people as much as I possibly can. So so again, we had this conversation a few weeks back. I thought it was apropos to air it this month during the anniversary month of the brand. Um, shouts out to Moods Music, who allowed us to come through and sit and have the conversation that day. Thank you. Thank you, Daryl, so much for letting us do that. So, um, And to my cameraman for the day who took the video footage to my son, Christopher. Christopher did the video shooting that day. So if you see a thumb in the shot or little fingers or something, <laughs> that's my son. So um, thank you, Christopher, for taking the time and holding that camera so steady for as long as we were talking. So without any further ado, this is my um, conversation with DJ Jazzy Joyce. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Hi, welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dozberg, and I am super excited because, first of all, we're doing a remote situation today. Typically, we're in a station, but um, today, I thought it would be best if we come out and be about the records, the vinyl, the music, the energy, because I have the opportunity of having a conversation with the legendary DJ, DJ Jazzy Joyce. Jazzy, Joyce, Thank you. welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Welcome. Thank you Thank for you. coming. Thank you yes. for doing this. Yeah. Uh,
1: first shout out, Sir, Sir, Charles, Sir Daniel, yes. Sir Charles Daniel for manifesting this. Yes, Thank, yes. You.
0: Thank you, Daniel, yes. for doing this. Yes, yes. 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 The connection and the power of Instagram because I saw you promoted there and he reposted. It. And so social media is just the way, you know, I know we grew up back in the day on flyers handing flyers out, but now we got social media to help communicate the word. So big up to the media and everybody that's following uh, DJ Jazzy Joyce and seeing that she's here in Atlanta. For the weekend, for a couple of days, we welcome you. We they welcome you. you.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for showing interest in wanting to speak to me. Yeah. So let's get let's uh, get it retire- going. Yeah. yeah.
0: So for the new listeners, let me just tell you what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about the empowerment of women, and we do it through various different ways and vehicles. We do it through community service. We do it through a little bit of activism as well. We got a t-shirt line. We thank everybody that's been out there rocking and rolling with the brand. Big ups for you uh, for doing that. At, and also through the media. And the media is actually this platform where we get to sit down and talk about interesting issues and topics that impact us as women and the people that support us and love us. But we also talk to interesting people that are doing legendary work. Ah. Legendary work. So Not today today is no different. Like I said, we have the incomparable and legendary DJ Jazzy Joyce here in the A, and we're going to break this bread as we say up top. <laughs> so we're going to dig right in. Born and raised from where,
1: Joyce, the, the Bronx? Yes, the Boogie Down Bronx. Yes. Um, uh, that's, that's, it's on my birth certificate. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah like that's the tone. That's yeah. where
0: you was born and raised. So yes. tell me the vibe growing up in the Bronx, because people think I'm a little biased, because I'm a New York girl, even though I live here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I know what it was like. But share with the listeners, what was it like for you growing up in the Bronx? Uh, at
1: that time, um, wow, actually... I am born and raised from the Boogie Down Bronx, but my mom was kind of in the gypsiest stage, and we were in Atlanta. Really? Briefly, Mm. from 19, I want to say, 79 to 81. Really? About two years, about two years, okay. And then she was like, we gotta go back, so we went back. So, my whole structuring Mm. and, and cultivating of the me Mm -hmm. is based in New York in the Bronx and what it was like back then um, was the crack era was in full swing right right so as a child you don't know what you're in the middle of Mm -hmm. you just you're seeing everything Right. so um, in the darkness and the destruction of the dope and the crack that you see the Mm -hmm. fallout um, for some reason, I gravitated towards what I thought was the beauty and the madness, mm. which would be hip-hop. Yeah, Everything that you see around mm-hmm. in the darkness mm-hmm. that's peeking out. So what we would see is, what I would see is the graffiti, Yes, the colors right. of the graffiti. Right. The, and that was the artistic, rebellious message mm-hmm. of The Mm destruction, the destruction, and the result of what the communities where we Mm -hmm. came from. So that's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. So you you had um, the jams and the park, right? The and in in the jams and the parks, you have the DJ, the MCs. Then you have the um, break dances, and then you got the graffiti. So those the elements Mm -hmm. of hip hop Mm -hmm. and to make it short, that's what it was like for me. I gravitated towards those things versus being heavily sexually active Mm -hmm. as a young female Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. just anything, getting Mm -hmm. into the drug culture and everything, and I think to this day, I'm not a drinker, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I've spent over 30 years in the club environment Mm -hmm. But I think if people are like, you don't drink, you yeah, don't drink. It. Yeah. But I was thrusted into the environment from young, and I don't know what, in my mind's mm-hmm. eye, made me say, I don't want to okay. partake in that. Okay. But I, it just manifested that yeah, way. Yeah. And I'm glad, because yeah. imagine, in the the idea of success, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, when you think of the longevity of my existence, right. to be able to talk about and experience the things that I have mm-hmm. through music mm-hmm. and through the art of DJing and the culture of hip hop. Right. When you think of that, if I would have been consuming alcohol all that time, yeah. it would be really not too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> not, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah. So
0: you were sober and, and conscious the whole time of the evolution. You know, of, of
1: just absorbing this music, this culture, because it was new. But, but at the same time, I was I was one of the pioneers. So in my soberness and my consciousness, I still wasn't conscious and aware enough to understand what I was perpetuating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, when you're pioneering, you're forging forward, and um, you're just, you're doing, mm-hmm. and you don't see, the fallout of you trudging forward because you just you know you're dirty and and you're tunneling Mm -hmm. and you're pioneering Mm -hmm. this is uncharted territory and stuff
0: so when you went during that time Joyce what was some of the music that you heard during that time. I know it's we 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 you set the stage, it's hip hop, the artistic, the artistic side, the graffiti, the breakdances, the
1: music, but what was the tracks that you were listening to and the music that you heard at that time? It was the soundtrack that my mom provided in, in her home, in our home environment. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the, the woman is the first teacher. Mm. What are you doing? Just
0: check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just check it. I hear you. So good. So, so, so it was so with, you so with so your mom. So what I did you hear? Just, what kind of music was mom
1: playing at that time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Music, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um, just soul music. I mean, he's welcome to but I was like, what? Happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so soul music and um, just. Mostly what influenced her mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. becomes the soundtrack of your mm-hmm. life yes. the fountain it's the foundation mm-hmm. until you mature as of your own being mm-hmm. and you make your own musical decisions right. then on what you want to take in and experience mm-hmm. for your audio yeah choices but mm-hmm. the foundation was soul and just everything that she, was taking in, mm-hmm. musically. And then from there, once I was out into the world and then recognized as an a individual who was talented mm-hmm. from young, mm-hmm. then my audio palette became influenced by my experiences in hip hop. Yeah, okay. You know, so.
0: When did you realize, Joyce, that you were talented? When did it hit you, Very at a very young age?
1: When you don't, when okay, when you're pioneering something, you don't have anything else to compare. I got to. you. I got you. That's so that you don't understand mm-hmm. the the value of your existence mm-hmm. and what you're doing because mm-hmm. there's nothing else well, to, to measure, gauge, you're right? To right, measure it, with, I'm with you. Yeah. I understand. So oh. the understanding of truly everything in not everything but a large percentage of what i've done has has come later in life mm-hmm. because like i said when you're pioneering, you're moving when you don't have anything else to to uh measure off, yeah. oh, it's no. It, it's no need to stop yeah. and and, and yeah. try to do the math yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't matrically figure this out cause yeah. but i became the Measuring uh-huh. for a while, yes, yes, yes. yes. I was the measuring stick, yeah. if you think of it in that sense. So, I really that's why I don't really have a moment where I can say, Oh, yeah, that's when I knew with you, Okay, you know what I'm okay. saying? Now I understand, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the ocean yeah. when you look back, and then you take all the information, and you're like, Oh my god. Right, right, right. Now I can get it, but in the midst of it and everything, and then when you're when you're really rooted into the system of so-called success and mm-hmm. in the industry and everything, it's just you're in um, a cocoon or a cloud in comparison to understanding the cause and effect of. Your true, your actions and how it affects the motion and movement and decision of the masses as a whole. Like mm-hmm. understanding yeah. all of that yeah. takes time, it takes a minute, yeah, it takes a, a maturity, maybe some experience
0: and that type of thing. So it's still kind of new and uh, go ahead yeah. So Joyce, tell me if you can remember your first party. What was that like when you DJed at you your
1: first party? My first party. Of the first club that I played at was uh, this place called Earth's Edge. Okay. And I have the fly for it. It was myself on the bill, Jazzy J, Red Alert, Africa Bambaataa, mm. and all of that. And Legendary people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to be accompanied by my mom. Really? Because I was only 13. Ooh. That was the only condition that the owner yes. would allow for me to... To be in yeah. the space She was like Because there's alcohol She has to be right. Accompanied okay. by an adult Okay And I was the first Party Thirteen. Thirteen. My mom took me To And the, did, Yeah Did you open for them Or they just put I'm you sure. In the middle I'm sure I, I feel like yeah. I want to say I was probably In the middle-ish Okay I wasn't prime-time Yeah Like openish. Right, ish Right I was not the first mm-hmm. But I wasn't prime-time mm-hmm. But I was still Valued and yes. and in a good placement in the lineup. Yeah. yeah what I was would,
0: the energy like in the room choice when you was when you was mixing and DJing that day? What were you remember? Um,
1: there were people. It was the world of punk rock and graffiti, okay. and everything. it was the mix. And then it was Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And it was called the Earth's Edge, so mm-hmm. it's right down in the what we know now is and Street area. Yes, lived. yes. And there was a lot of drugs okay. and everything down there. Okay. So. It was people at the time, I I really wanna say I was probably in the presence or have been around the people like Basquiat and Warhol, but mm-hmm. didn't realize it was them. Just mm-hmm. like when young people who see me now mm-hmm. and they don't realize they've been in the presence of me and mm-hmm. how I look yeah. and everything. And then later <laughs> they find out like, oh, that's her <laughs> Right So that's what I'm saying When yeah. I was young I was in the presence Of those type of energies mm. You yeah. know And It was just the mix The mix of everything And everybody Because it was like The music industry Was forging yeah. The mix, mm-hmm. in terms of the punk rockers, because mm-hmm. punk rock was dying out, mm-hmm. rock was dying out, yeah. and rap was Growing. getting it. Yeah. Right, so they was like, hold up. Right, what's going like, on? Yeah. So that's what the energy was like. It was like a mix and an infusion of arts, and just everybody was in that space. And it was eclectic, and I was too young to really... Fully taken everything that mm-hmm. was going on, but visually, what I remember, it was colorful yeah. in the sense of races and appearances, mm-hmm. and everybody was just fair if you was good and you was. They respond yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: that's what's up. Did you have like a mentor coming into the game so early? Did anybody kind of take you under the wing, or did you?
1: Um, some of the people that were very influ- influential in assisting my development was uh, DJ Scratch, uh-huh. DJ Clark Kent, mm-hmm. um, the first young man who taught me how to DJ ever, his name, his DJ name was Chovi Cho. Cho his, okay. his real name is Anthony. and, Knee, uh-huh. and from. The word anchovy came his DJ name, <laughs> name. Chovy. You I got you. Yes. I got you. So um, he definitely is the the first who instilled so much. And then, uh, like I said, scratch was definitely instrumental. Scratch and Clark Kent was instrumental in making me battle ready and ferocious, not only club ready. And I, so that's the foundation. And then my life of everyone else. Mm-hmm that kind of either gave me information or I paid attention. Yes, it was yeah, it's made adjustments. Joyce,
0: did you find that you were doing battles because of your skill or because you were a female DJ or both? What do
1: you think was coming at you at that time? I want to say, um, check it. So I'm going to say um, it was my DJ skills. Okay. Because, because? You were that fierce. Yes. You were and, that dope. And it was like... <laughs> it, and, and it was part of right of passage right, right. of being a DJ. Yes, and as yes. a DJ, you did not only have to know one facet and entity of right, it. Right, right. You had to be... You had to check in mm-hmm. and check off the fact that, oh, you can play. Because when you think of music, there's the same set of music in terms of if you're a radio DJ, a club DJ, producer, it's, it's the same instrument in terms of song choice, but it's, you use it differently. Mm-hmm. I would present the same record to you differently in a club than when I would do in the radio. Right, okay, true. So, Mm. Hmm. You have to understand it, and some—not you—but it was our rites of passage as a DJ. You had to understand all, mm-hmm. all of that, True everything, learning right. fa- learning every, every facet, facet of it, and, of and battle ready, everything. everything, everything. But now people pick one, one lane and then, versus learning every, mm. learning every aspect.
0: Do we feel that? term tablism is dying or going away or people are leaning towards one lane versus the other. What do you think about today, about how we DJ today?
1: I think uh, the art of DJing is being dismantled and diminished, diminished the energy and, and the influence of it is definitely being uh, Decompress, you you know, because of the music industry. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay, Um, when you think of how, when DJs were collectively moving as one, Mm -hmm. they were powerful, Mm -hmm. and when the industry was able to harness and control it, then it was fine. but then once the industry understood, holy moly, <laughs> like, we got to check in with this this front line really? of people. Yeah. They had to dismantle that, and that's the process of where we are now. Mm-hmm. Them regaining control and trying to figure out how to re, to monetize again mm-hmm. what they've lost. Because yeah. people don't buy music. I know. Yeah, they don't, like, the, a young person or anyone, be a, a millennial or younger, yes. they don't know the process of how we used to wait for an album to be released on Tuesday and yes. be excited and go and support your local record right. shop and get music in the physical sense. Right. They don't have things, Don't the physical experience is virtual now, mm. and, and the release of things is wild, wild westish, yes. so they're still trying to harness and control. Yeah, but um, it's just it's totally it's different. different. Yeah, and it's, it's de- and it's definitely losing. It's it's it being a DJ is is it's sort of like a human jukeboxes state. You don't people don't have any respect for when you're DJing. They just come up. They don't they don't respect the process. They're talking to you. They don't care. Like, could you play this right yeah, now? Yeah. They don't have any sense of mixing nothing they don't the art of it is is just been dismantled yeah. but at the same time there's some people who when you as a as a consumer of the art form of DJing when you're in the presence of someone who is great you realize there is a difference yes but until that moment you don't when you're shrouded and experienced with all this all of the crappy experiences yeah, foolishness uh, the, the crappy experiences of the art form. Yeah, you don't know. No, you don't, right. So you, you don't. don't have expectations, you don't know no. what to look for, you don't know what to listen for. You
0: don't even know how to approach it or to embrace it because you just don't know. Right. We, we also talked about Joyce before we got into the conversation, just the fact of how music and DJs are being handled in different parts of the world. So we were hearing from Daryl, who owns Moose Music. Thank you, Daryl, for letting yes, us be here. Yes, thank you, Daryl. Um, we were talking about how, he mentioned how DJs are having to
1: possibly pay. Not even possibly, but that's having the having to real- pay, right? When you go to Germany, ladies and gentlemen, now if you DJ anywhere, you have to pay. You have to pay. They're expecting us to pay royalties for playing it. Yeah. Playing the music. Yeah, so I guess like if your playlist is, Hundred records, then you're expected to compensate oh for the hundred records that are being played, and that's through the apps. Mm. Everything is now you're being monitored and tracked, and through the apps, yeah. And um, that's going to be interesting because then, if the fall of the fallout of that energy starts to move around the world, then what? right, because right. they're already shackling you to mix on apps and you know, the whole thing, you know, it's closing down, Mm. like when the geeks when geeks tell y'all when a certain collective of people who y'all think are so kooky crazy or whatever you want to refer them to, but they're geeks and they see the BS coming because they understand the matrix Mm. <laughs> um, you know, that's a whole. You know, they understand, and they see it, it coming. And usually, artists, because artists exist off the off of residual runoff income yes. of the rest of the masses, yes, 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 yes. when the trickle down starts to slow down, they're usually the first to feel mm-hmm. before the rest feel, because the rest is not affected Why? immediately. Why? Because they, artists and everything, are the first line of feeling mm-hmm. the squeeze because what they live off of is drips, mm-hmm. <laughs> drip drips mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. This
0: is real. It's really changing. Yeah. It's really changing. It's really, it's really changing. And at this, uh, that's why I thought yeah. being here and Moose Music would, would be comforting. Because we actually can see all the physical music and touch it and get a vibe. Because but a young person's
1: energy. Right, but a young person is not gonna feel the same way we feel because they weren't brought up in it. So it's like they feel like they you're you're it's a drag backwards. Mm. They're like it's too that, that I, idea it's it's of old school it's too Right? Because look at all of this music, right? Yeah. But on their phone instead of like if I wanted to carry all yeah, of this yeah, with yeah, me, you yeah, can't you can't, can't carry it like carrying yeah. it is heavy But virtually yeah, I, got it I could all. have everything in this room My goodness, in one place. Man, that's true. So Yeah, yeah. So but then how do you sort it out? In this, in this right, sense right. In this sense There's a sort out mm-hmm. And there's a mm-hmm. sectioning And mm-hmm. there's a Okay these are my this Right But they have their own systems Right Digitally Yes To do, do, do it in their mind How to do that
0: them. Joyce you think we would be able to bridge the gap Because Let me say this Because of everything that you've experienced as an artist so that, um, As a creator so Right so creative, so creative, creative, person,
1: creative
0: person We would want to pass some of that information on, some of that skill on, do you think we're able to bridge the gap between ourselves and the millennials? Any any viewpoint on how you think we could approach that?
1: Someone such as myself uh, is a kind of a decent conduit mm-hmm. because the millennials are kind of like in what I've, I've see it's like a savage state mm. because they not they haven't and it's not their fault they're a victim of everything that is really kind of rough in mm. terms of black existence yes. meaning them not being properly raised yeah. in family cool. structures like everything the males are torn mm. from situations mm-hmm. the ground now it's the, the attack on the female right, right everything so you have to have someone that they're willing to listen to cuz they're in savage mode they're trying to figure out life and everything and there was there's definitely been a gap in passing down information because the whole point of passing on information is so that the next generation can possibly live and exist in a better place than what you've already endured that's the whole that's that's partly why it's important of arranged marriages and yeah, stuff. Yes. I'm jumping around, yeah, but okay, it all makes you. sense. Yeah, stuff. Yes. Because it's like, what you instill in your son mm-hmm. and in your child, right. right? You don't want him to come and mate with somebody Double who enjoys. their bloodline is, all they do is they, there's no college graduate, there's no ambition, mm-hmm. there's no structure, there's right. no nobody taught nobody how to yeah, cook, yeah, clean. Yeah. you got to be taught how to do these things because it's what helped yes. you sustain and exist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm saying all of this to say that no matter who you are if it's you mm-hmm. a young person whatever if you're not interested in receiving the information it doesn't matter how bad we want to try to help you. Yeah. if they're not interested in taking it in it's a waste of your time so you have to know who is the good person that could explain things in a way where it's understood. Like, you have this app and you have these things, but it derives from this. Yes. Uh, So, there's few people such as myself that may be able to get through Mm -hmm. certain Mm -hmm. information. But, you know, Younger generations have to understand how to critically think mm-hmm. without the machine mm-hmm. and then do their own research and putting things together mm-hmm. and figure it out. But it's, it's it's a little messy and a little frightening yeah, it is. to think. It because is. Because That's it's it's a lot of information that mm-hmm. they think they know. No. And, and they don't. <laughs> because the world is moving so fast yes. because of the machines. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that... Slow truth, yeah, the, that information that comes from life experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, to answer the question in short, like how, what I'm here, this yeah. is the first thing, yeah, I'm here to insight thought yes. through you, yes, through this experience. Yes. Someone will sit and actually listen to the that entire correct. interview, yes. not bits and pieces or skim mm-hmm. and scam. That's the thing, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't have patience. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest gems I've ever gotten was because I just listened. And you. sometimes the gems come right at the top, in the middle, at the end, but it'll be something that'll help bring everything together. Hashtags. <laughs> important. Hashtags. Some people who are not tech savvy, and uh, they don't understand the importance of that, but hashtags... Bring everything associated with that hashtag together. So if I press that hashtag, if I press your hashtag, mm-hmm. say your hashtag. Yeah. No, for your... Yeah, Real Chicks Rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Boom. So when I press on that, every you know, everything. I sing... All right. of it. All of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's mature people who don't understand how to work mm-hmm. the internet. They won't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. They'll stay away. Mm-hmm. They but then it's not going to break. Yeah. You have to try. Yeah. How do we... When I came in this world, I didn't come into the world amazing DJ and amazing. It came through practice and investigation and a comparison. That's all science is. Science is a case study of repetitive attempts on things and then getting what we call the matrix. Everybody has a matrix. Even cooks have a matrix. You can have macaroni we can have the same ingredients on the table mm-hmm. but what separates my recipe from yours mm-hmm. is the matrix yeah. whatever my flick of the wrist on the table, those are numbers Come on, Jay. Yeah. those are yeah. two teaspoons. Right, right that's not a, a pinch right? this and that right mm-hmm. we have the same but you got your own matrix right, right. that make it different right when it's presented i'm
0: with you i'm with you all the way I want to take you back because we, we went down a lane, which is awesome. I want to go back to the Phil Donahue show.
1: Oh, listen, I've done a lot of things in my lifetime in terms of being a DJ. Yeah. And it was great that he said that. Yeah. But then you got to think. Like, I don't even, there's certain moments. I've had a really, in 96, I crashed on my motorcycle. So broke my collarbone. Plavicle, all this stuff and I was just talking to my mother about that I said everybody just y'all don't we don't know how much it's <laughs> <laughs> rattled <laughs> yes. but I do remember yeah, everything yeah, yeah, that yeah. happened but it was basically at one of those two points where hip hop was um moving the dial okay okay and if you notice who I was in the company of mm. was the female MC That's right. that would kind of yep Mm-hmm. and making it and I was the only female DJ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in representation in that whole situation so um, when you think in understanding media and, man- and manipulation yeah. and set and all that so I don't I would have to really kind of go back to the Donahue mm-hmm. thing then reanalyze why we were put there mm-hmm. Because there's a reason Easy for everything, yeah, everything yeah, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's the setup for later, mm-hmm. but we don't know. So they saw me as whatever they saw mm-hmm. me and presented me as that. Okay, okay. So whoever put that as a line for Donahue to say thank you, mm-hmm. because then it's like, I could say it all day, but that date stamps and mm-hmm. my existence, I was there, this is what I yeah. thought to be, yes. so... Yes. I'm thankful for that because it lessens my. Career. No, yeah. I really was. <laughs> I, really, I, really, I really was tired. Right? Yeah, I really yeah. like. You know, yeah. I mean, I meet some people now, and it's like I try to explain. They they like. Well, I never heard of you, and, I, and that's fine. That's, I'm not tripping off of that. So things like that make it easier for them to understand mm-hmm. the, my impact mm-hmm. and I really was here. So yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah. Because I could have not went that day. I know. And th- listen, there's a lot of times in your career that you can choose not to go somewhere. Like imagine if I didn't go ahead when that opportunity for me to be on Hot 97 for 15 years was yes. presented. That was a crossroad. Yes. That's a crossroad. We get to crossroads. You gotta decide: yeah. Am I gonna go north, south, east, or west? Yes. Left or right? What am I gonna do? do? Right. Now, mm. it's plenty of situations where I collaborated with strangers. Yes. I didn't know Sweetie. Mm. I knew Joski Love. He was dating her. We <laughs> both was from the Bronx. He right. did the Pee Wee Herman. Yes, right. He said, "My girl is." Haven't, you know, they yeah. were working on their situation Because that's the whole Herbie Lovebug Bug yeah, in, yeah, Salt yeah, and pepper, yeah. all, them all that So I came in last mm. And I was collaborating with a stranger and I talked to her recently and I was like, yo, we're missing out on certain opportunities because we still stuck in our space of whatever it was in 1980, whatever. But you got to realize we were two strangers that came together and made magic. Made magic. And now we're more mature. We could we could communicate better. But it's, it's peace. Like yeah. I try. Hey, you want to try? No, you don't want to try. Okay, okay, cool. All right. It's all right. But... Hot 97, now imagine this, if I would have decided to not take that opportunity, would my soul have been tortured for the 15 years of the success of it, or would it have not? Today, I can confidently make a decision at a crossroad like that because of my wealth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But back then, I didn't have my wealth of knowledge, and I made a decision. I think at the right time that made the the right impact. Yeah, yeah, fifteen you know, years. Yes, and it's the foundation of what mix show and everything is was built and made of. And as you see it dismantling, mm-hmm. it's how you know they yeah. take they're dismantling it one at a time, one 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 person at a time, one DJ at a time, mm-hmm. getting out of the position because. It goes back to us talking about how they're charging the royalty, like, so who does the cost of the royalties go to? Why do we gotta pay? We're assisting to promote charge, like there's the the art, because when you think of the whole idea of the art of the mixtape culture and everything, I always was very aware that it was illegal. That's an illegal business. (laughs) Mixtapes <laughs> is illegal. We was making money off of other people's yeah, mu- music, yeah. and because putting it together, yeah. it was. I was aware of it, but at the same time, it was what we was doing. It's just like there's a lot of things that are illegal, yeah. but it's just, it's like. It feels good while we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but somebody's going to get caught. Somebody's going to get caught. is going to get changed. And laws
0: are gonna... going to be put in place. And then right. we got to stop. Right. we got to stop. Right. But it's an impact, though, because people was getting their bread off of that. People were living off of that.
1: Right, but the artist wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the culture of the DJ the that, right? You know, yeah I'm you see. You. Yes. you see yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. When there's somebody winning, there's somebody losing. losing. Oh. Always. Oh. But winners only think about themselves. Mm. They never think about what's the fallout. Dang it's yes. always for yeah. always, always. Mm. Always. Yeah. Every single thing you do. Yes. Yes. Talk to me about Diggable Planets. Ah, that Hotness, e- hotness right there, right? <laughs> that experience was amazing. I'm going to tell you in short how I wound up being involved with it. I used to DJ at this place, a uh, spot called the Funk Hut, mm. every Tuesday. Because Tuesday was music yeah. release day, like we say, when you would buy music in the physical right, sense. Right, yep. So on Tuesdays, new artists would get released or whatever. So it was kind of a hot spot. Mm-hmm. Funk, like how here yeah this is it, hot it, yeah, yeah but it's a, a vibe mm-hmm. and people come here understanding what they're going to get so right. that night was you understood what you was going to get and at the time one of the bands that were frequent was Diggable Planets mm-hmm. on their past through. i was the dj there and long story short was asked to go on tour with them nice before going on tour with them they were working on the album mm-hmm. he um Ishmael Butterfly asked me if I had this, the record by Grandmaster Flash and then would make him money. Yeah. Make, make. So I had it in my collection and everything and I um, kind of forged my way into the production of the album by saying, Look, I'm not just going to give you the record. I got to scratch or be involved or something. And that's how I became part of the album. And my stance on it came from me refusing to give Herbie Love like a lot of my, like that was part of between everything that went however it went between Sweet Tea and I mm-hmm. he was adding on pressure to me to wanna to leave too because it was like my record collection is not your library to match you. To just pick from and he would it would be combative mm-hmm. and I'm like, how are people arguing with me? Can I curse (laughs) over my shit? (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what I did, how many times I had to wipe off sneakers, or you know what I'm saying? Save my allowance, wait two weeks to go get one record this week, go get. Yeah. Nigga, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Excuse my language, but I've been wanting to say that. Like, from back then, when yeah, you yeah, young, yeah. you know, she's like, I got to get out. Because these <laughs> niggas, I, and I'm an on, I'm on only child. Yeah. So I had no sisters, no brothers to kind of call yeah, yeah, yeah. me, like, yeah, yeah. or help shape or guide me in decisions. Yeah. But I knew this was some... No. No. <laughs> I'm out. So that was my first early... Not my first only, Man. but the Man. gentleman who taught me how to DJ, like, DJ Cruz, right? Yeah. I would witness the bullshit. Yeah. Excuse my French, mm-hmm. but this is me from little, young, yeah. right, taking right. in the culture. So, like, if it's two dudes and they DJing, and you bought one... Um, Apache and I got the other Apache I used to watch them niggas argue then the jam can't happen because now he taking his (laughs) record his speaker, his everything get broke up so I always wanted my own shit so I came from having my own shit so I'm thinking you should too (laughs) you seen it
0: happen too many <laughs> times. I'm <laughs> sorry, but yeah, that's what, that's life. That's how it was. Like I'm not playing the albums. Playing. Yo, they used
1: to get in an yeah. argument, and this one, this yeah, one is yeah, his yeah, turntable yeah, because, yeah. and yeah. this one is over. Yeah, yeah. Because so they stand in the corner <laughs> and nothing is happening. He got his turntable, his record, yeah. and his one speaker, yeah. because right. that's how real it was to manifest something. Right. You got to respect it. That's why when you. When you really try to do something mm-hmm. Anybody else Who goes into any field right. And you really try right. to do it mm-hmm. And you do it, try to do it for yourself And you see somebody else succeeding mm. You salute them yeah. Because when you understand Everything yeah. it takes To manifest whatever moment right. it is right. Economically yes. Time, yes. sacrifice wise Anything, all no, that stuff no, That's no, why no, certain no, people be no, like no, Yo yeah. yeah. Because when you're in it to end it yeah. To in it, in yeah, it, in
0: yeah, it, yeah, to yeah, win yeah. it, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you gotta see, you gotta give big ups when they're making it. No shade. Real talk. Because it's a sacrifice, it's a commitment. It's everything.
1: It's everything. Right. I was being quiet, but inside the body was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the sound effects. <laughs>
0: yeah this is it this is it so
1: Joyce you
0: look amazing for those that can't see that might be listening to us you look great I like your fashion sense and style did you design any of the pieces you're wearing today um
1: as as a child of hip hop a product of everything one of the elements is art yes right yes and, of course, the young man who taught me, he taught me all the elements and showed me everything. So the expression of drawing mm. and painting has come later in life. Nice. And this is one of the shirts, one of the many shirts, that I've uh, put together under what I call Need That Rose Gold is the brand. And then there's another kind of repetitive character that you see, a derivative of... This character, kind of, like, okay. when you look at the art, when you yeah. check out the art, is what I refer to him as is a star baby. Because star, the stars in it. And the stars were inspired by my grandmother doodling. She would doodle. I think she would look for the numbers to play in the daily news. <laughs> I like. But, but then at the same time, she's doodling, and one of the re- things that she would repeat is stars. So, yeah, just... The stars inside of it is like my homage and salute to, 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 to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then this gives me, um, it's sort of like anything else. Like when you think of uh, characters or something that represents something, like if you see Ronald McDonald, you we all know right. that represents right. Right. McDonald's. Yeah. So this is sort of like part of my creative energy and expressing Visually, Mm -hmm. so it's not where my career is, DJing wise, but I'm representing myself, and I understood the value of my own uh, canvas when I look back. And realize how many times I was a walking I, I billboard for somebody else, all these record companies and artists. Right. So I'm like, this is mine's now. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you this right, is mine. right. So you choose what you want on your feet because this is this you walking billboard Nike, like. But what if you were cre- able to create your own shoe mm. Shoes? Then you would be.
0: So, so i like add joy so she can make so, make <laughs> own shoes. No,
1: oh. but I paint on. I paint yeah. on different stuff when I. And I'm flat footed, so Converse is one of my favorites yeah. Do you ever put any gels in the no, bottom of? No no, 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 no. But I,
0: I need to. I need Sometimes,
1: to. depending on the weather, like in New York, you can't put gels in the bottom because the gels get cold. Mm-hmm. And if you walk in late yeah, into yeah. the season with with, them, with these we ones, done. but mm-hmm. but for comfortability, if anybody has any issues, a sneaky thing is gels. <laughs> I, I got that from somebody in Cali Because, you know, they wear them more than we do Yes, they because do Because their weather yeah. parameter they allows them Yeah, mm-hmm. so this is all matrix Yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers Yeah, and, uh, yeah So
0: Joyce, can people get some of your artistic designs on the t-shirts and stuff? Where can they get that?
1: Absolutely, they could uh, hit my website. Okay. uh djjazzyjoys. Okay. us. Okay. okay. Any place to oh, order, no. I don't God, personally. So you, I can't, can't, you sign? You sign? I, no, I would personally paint. Uh, <laughs> whatever but a lot of people, when I do paint shirts they like you gotta sign and you gotta I'm like nigga you not gonna frame it and try to catch a whole lot of money later. You gonna get this shirt? You wanna sign something? Buy a painting. Let me Yeah. Then we could (laughs) yeah. <laughs> do that I've, um, I've done two art shows so far My last art show that I did The first show art show that I did was by myself I wanted to experience The whole process of how do we Put this together Because it's like taking everything In my life that I've learned And trying to produce something Other than what I'm normally doing Is producing a party Or a moment for that So I learned so much in terms of what I had to do mm-hmm. As an artist, mm-hmm. a visual artist, mm-hmm. and then uh, did my second art show, which was with Harlem uh, Fine Arts mm-hmm. Show. Mm. It's a traveling art show based out of New York, and they go yeah. to Chicago, DC, nice. major D. City. D. City. Yes. Mm. So that was my first time uh, being a part of that, and that was great. As I'm a newbie in that world. Mm. I'm so no it's interesting, though. Yes, yes, I'm, but I'm totally, I feel like, nah, it's not like when I go into a environment where I'm revered and regarded, it's, I'm a newbie. Yeah, and it's fun. It's awesome. Uh, yes. Have you ever thought about teaching, teaching for hop, uh, DJing, turntables, like either younger kids or just in general, you am about to. I'm definitely open to teaching and everything, but I need to be at a real college where I could get a real Absolutely. salary and a real. Not these. Uh, no disrespect to the charter schools and all of these situations that are coming up. They, they can't pay me what I'm supposed to be paid. It's not. I'm not. It's and I'm mature and I decode the matrix mm-hmm. of the BS because mm-hmm. I'll break it down before right. I wasn't doing that and business deals and every. That's why you sort of kind of get taken advantage mm-hmm. of, and I'm, that's fine. But in terms of situations that have come up and asked me about teaching, I am so into it. I I, I taught in Curacao, I went away yeah. and yeah, I flew over there and was over there for two weeks and mm-hmm. taught nice. for um this big arts program called Arts Rules. Mm-hmm. So that was a great experience. But in terms of like committing to anything I, it's it's just economically not worth my time. Okay. And I, I want to. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. And I want students who want to learn the information to be there. And it's not, it's not based out of greed. It's just like, guys. D- 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 you got to pay. Yeah. We pay for everything, but don't want to pay for the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We got to gotta pay for gas, yeah. tolls, everything. Yeah. But then when it comes down to something... Yeah, then we like, hmm, nah, nah. right. We, we, like so, to, we get real tight with yeah.
0: it. We get
1: real tight. Yeah. But imagine if we took care of the scholars, other people who have wealth of information so that they could be all right. So that the yeah, group, so we can pass it on. on. We got to keep it What's going. What's the first thing you did? You like, girl... Get, get, your, get, get this your, right Get your nutrients get this right. yeah, And then yeah. But it's like They want to just be like no. no stuff And give us everything no. <laughs> We're not doing that <laughs> We're not doing that What's next for Jasmine Mm. What's next for you? I definitely want to continue to develop the art side Mm -hmm. because it's fun and it's new, it's exciting. It gives me a feeling of excitement and enthusiasm so that part definitely going to continue to cultivate everything associated with need that Mm -hmm. rose gold. And just in the process of trying to figure out exactly what I want to do Because I have so much potential for so many other things Mm -hmm. And there's, um, I'm getting into things not music related or art related in a sense Uh, I became, at 50 years old, I became a licensed barber So I've been Mm -hmm. taking care of my own Nice. Sometimes I've had people uh, whisper and think I had, what is it, Alopecia. Alopecia No dummy, it's me. <laughs> I fucked up, and I ain't ashamed to walk around with it. I gotta let it grow out. It's not alopecia. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So right. that um, you know, stuff like that, and then there's other things, like I said, that I'm. I know that for my own existence, I have to develop something outside of. This, so I can still do this. I hear you, I hear you. Because waiting on y'all to, <laughs> to, it's, it's tough yeah. because everything is being dismantled. And here's the thing, people. Keep it real with each other so that you can accomplish things. And, that, like, just keep it 100. If you don't got something, you don't waste the next person's time. But if you making up excuses and making up lies and everything, it's like they're looking at you and, and they deem you something other than what you're not you're not this person that they think you are it's just that you're feeling ashamed because you don't want to say i don't have xyz to a but just say it then we can work right. and then there's other possibilities for plans to be worked out but there's so many people who shamefully don't tell the truth yes yeah And what does that get you nowhere right no and way. then it takes time you decoding it on your own mm-hmm. but look it took six months for you to put all the pieces together to figure out oh he just didn't have the money <laughs> if you,
0: you just you, said it from time we, right,
1: we could have maybe bartered something yeah, and still saved a of time right? Right there, and got to the and, goal. yes <laughs> so
0: that's keep it 100 yeah, yeah.
1: look if you, if you really don't care for something or a situation of people, sometimes everybody gets along. Mm-hmm. Kind of let it be known. Don't play. Because yes, then it makes something bad for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All because you didn't keep it 100. Right. And God don't really ride with you. And then maybe if you say it out loud, that person would be like, you know what? I don't really like you because you did this not like but we didn't and then in that moment you might fix something because yeah. you might it might have been a misunderstanding from
0: gate yeah so we could resolve a whole lot of stuff you got, you got a lot of wisdom Joyce
1: it's a life experience you know. do you and, got it you and, do. I, and I, I didn't have anybody to bounce off to tell me because I'm an only child mm-hmm. see when I was in the prime of my existence of great somewhat the greatness right. Of, just being Jazzy Joyce entity, I didn't have someone to pull me down off of when I hopped up on my bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, because we all eventually, hopefully, Mm -hmm. learn. But it was a point when I didn't understand everything. Mm -hmm. And I was just a savage in the existence of the glory, Mm -hmm. of the greatness of the position of being of pioneering what I did, and I was a savage. Yeah. I didn't have anyone to refine me and say, "Hey, yeah, you might have been right, to have you, but you was wrong in your presentation, really, right?" Yeah. And that's and that's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. So in saying, giving, I hope something that was said here today gives you a sense of clarity or even understanding or direction and helping you be a better person in whatever you do because even though the topic is music and everything there are so many parallels in terms of living, existing Mm -hmm. and functioning that come off of anybody's uh, uh, that comes off of any person's trait of choice Mm -hmm. it's just you know, there's certain general rules of life and functioning that apply no matter if you're a surgeon, DJ, a teacher, a nurse, a truck driver, police, it's just the code of life. Right. Keep it honest and yeah. respectful with each other. we respect each other, we can work things out. Look, hey, I, they, they tell us, hey, we don't like you. <laughs> 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 and we work it out some way, but at least we know. You know exactly
0: what you're working with from the gate. How can the people find you DJ Jazzy Joyce? How can they find you? Instagram, where are you?
1: That's um, right? um, not everywhere. I'm on, on first and foremost, website again, mm-hmm. DJJazzyJoyce.us. Um, I'm on Instagram, where you can communicate with me directly. Mm-hmm. I am on Facebook, Instagram Jazzy Joyce. Facebook and Twitter is DJ Jazzy Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. And um, on Facebook, I see the messages and all of that, but I kind of don't, I stay away from Facebook a little bit because it's like, it's, it's paragraphs of begging. <laughs> and stuff. I, be, I don't, it's not enough time in the day. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're the only one who, are mm-hmm. saying or asking mm-hmm. the same thing yeah. and which is a lot of you mm-hmm. and there's no exchange, no barter. Mm-hmm. Young people understand the meaning of barter. Mm-hmm. Some people you say the word barter and they're looking at you like you want a drink? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so <laughs> get that together, holler like, at me. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the love. Yeah. I I really communicate with people mm-hmm. I like on 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 Instagram mostly Instagram and Twitter is I'm yes. most active. Okay, but I'm all over. You are. Oh, yeah. Thank I'm you, Joyce. Thank you. This was so awesome. No, thank you. This so much This is awesome. Thank, thank you. Me. Um. Where can people find you? Or me,
0: find you? yes, me, the real chick. Yes. I am everywhere. I have uh, realchicksrock.com, the website. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You know where to find me. I just want to thank you, Joyce, for coming. I thank wish you. you nothing but continued success. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on.